In this second podcast recording for this unit, Unit 3, we look at why Great Britain was the first country to experience an industrial revolution and what were the preconditions for a country to have an industrial revolution. Britain was all alone from 1750 to 1850, and Britain had all the preconditions that a nation requires for industrial development. Now, here are those preconditions. First, an agricultural revolution. The reason why an agricultural revolution is so important is because you have to be able to produce a surplus crop in order to have enough industrial workers who can do all of their work in an industry and not have to work down on the farm. And what this means is a revolution in how crops are grown. Crop rotation instead of land rotation. Previously, land had been rotated in the sense that the farmers would exhaust the soil by planting the same crop on the same soil year after year. Well, that eventually depletes the land of its nutrients. And what you have to do then is you have to leave one-third of the land unutilized at any given time so that that land can recover its nutrients and therefore you rotate the land that you are seeding. But in the 18th century in England, they discovered how to rotate the crops and thus use all of the land all of the time. Some crops can be rotated without depleting the nutrients on the soil. In this way, you can use all of the land to produce enough crops so that you have a surplus labor that can then go into industry. So an agricultural revolution is absolutely indispensable. Another factor or or precondition for an industrial revolution are abundant natural resources, coal, water, and iron. England happened to have all of these resources, even though it was an island nation, and therefore it could fuel or power the industrial machinery of the Industrial Revolution. Another precondition is a colonial empire for markets and raw materials. If you have colonies, you have a place where you can sell finished goods, but you also have a source of raw materials for the factories, and you don't have to buy them from another country. Still another precondition for an Industrial Revolution is large amounts of capital with no restrictions on its use. Because England had the first liberal revolution in 1689, the Glorious Revolution, it had the freedom whereby banks and wealthy individuals could direct their capital where wealth-getting opportunities were most profitable. And therefore, capital, which is an engine for industrial development, was quite flexible in England because there were no restrictions on its use there. In addition, because England was an island country, no part of England was 80 miles from the ocean or 30 miles from a navigable river. And that meant that in the days before trucks and even railroads, you could ship your products to market through a riverway or over the ocean which was very close to your factory. 
England also had the greatest navy in the world and the most far-flung empire. We just mentioned the, the importance of colonies, but because the British had a navy that dominated the seas, it could keep its sea lanes open for the delivery of products and also the importation of raw materials. So in this podcast, we've looked at the preconditions for an industrial revolution. It may interest you, and you may notice, that the United States also had many of these same factors. By the time of the Civil War, the United States was experiencing an agricultural revolution. It had tremendous resources that had not even been discovered, much less developed. It had such wide territory and such a large frontier that it was like it had a colonial empire for a source of raw materials and also a market for finished goods. And of course, the United States was just as free, just as liberal as Great Britain. And there were no restrictions on the use of capital in the United States. By the end of the 19th century, the United States was going to be developing a navy that existed in both the Pacific and the Atlantic Ocean. And at that point, the United States was poised to become the most powerful and wealthiest industrial empire in the world by 1900. But again, from 1750 to 1850, England was all alone. In our next podcast, we'll look at why the Industrial Revolution was unregulated and so cruel during its first century from 1750 to 1850. Until then, happy history musings.